Welcome out of the Skip Play Premium DLC. I'm Nick Weiger along with Heather Ann Campbell. Hello, I'm Heather Ann Campbell alongside Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Bucket. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> what an exciting topic we have today. We have uh, another music episode. This is another, now that's what I call video game music. And we'll get into what specifically what it is in a second. But let me tell you, music you gotta love it, right? I what mean, is music. What is it? It's a, usually a series of tones uh, arranged in an order that's pleasing or sometimes displeasing to the ear, just depending on the desired effect. Uh, sometimes but you can layer tones on top of each other. You know how animals and plants can enjoy music. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like that flower that it? dances around. Well, Grit? no, it's got a little saxophone. No. No, 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 no. I mean, like, you can play heavy metal music for plants and they grow slower than if you, like, play classical oh, right. music. Yes. That kind of bullshit test. So, like, what is music? I guess we're, we probably won't answer that today. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a pretty broad, it sounds like Kamal's metaphysical question you're posing there. I, we can I, define yeah. it in, in literal terms, but it is, as far as what it actually is, I, I think that's maybe we we need a better understanding of the of the brain. I'd say it's to, a to series of sonic vibrations. There you go. So, so they're but, not just. But, but why do plants and animals? Why do they like? I mean, like, let's if you play a heavy metal song for a plant, it's just sound waves. So why right. would it be worse for a plant than other sound waves? Mm. And why? Would we, as elitist academics, put a value on classical music above heavy metal music? Maybe what I'm asking is, what's the problem with plants? <laughs> like, why can't they just jam out? Yeah, yeah why how are come- plants so hoity-toity? They, they gotta... <laughs> yeah, you, you pour water on them, they grow. You piss on them, they don't want to grow. It's like, you're, you'll get what you'll drink what, what I want you to drink, plant. <laughs> Stop being so picky. <laughs> I, I think that's more because of how hot your urine is. It's true. I'm terribly dehydrated all the time. <laughs> Just hot butterscotch coming out of my urethra. <laughs> Like scalding, yeah. <laughs> like the kind of stuff you'd throw on a on a bad guy in a RoboCop movie, and it burns his face. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, music has different effects on different people. It helps set the mood. And hey, sometimes you want a mood that's maybe a little ominous, maybe a little spooky, maybe a little terrifying. And that's definitely the case with our theme today. It's time for now. That's what I call video game music, Volume Five. Dungeons. Uh-oh, we have each wait. brought in some uh, of our favorite dungeon music. Um, hold on. Yes. Wait a minute. Yes. Wait. So, was the goal here spooky music? No, it doesn't have to be no. spooky. I mean, well, okay, it could be. It, it's just setting a mood. It's just uh, whatever. Okay, great. I think this is part of what we're going to figure out here is what exactly dungeon means to each of us. Okay. Because cool. I definitely have. 
I, I, pro- I have things that, that are more, you know, like this is more what you think of with the traditional, okay, this is, I'm going a, 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 an offset from the world map uh, that is, you know, underground and dark and where there are lots of monsters and it's a little bit more dangerous than the outside world. I definitely have, have something that evokes that. But then I think I have other ones that are maybe a, a different things. And, and also, you know, a dungeon doesn't have to literally be an underground lair where, you know, prisoners are chained up. Right. It For can, example, Nick's mind is a dungeon. That's true. And, <laughs> <laughs> and that doesn't fit that description at all. It's not like, yeah. oh, you know. And I'm not locked in here with you. You're locked in here with me. So exactly. <laughs> it's a uh, yeah. So so we'll we'll see what a dungeon. But I think we all kind of know from playing a lot of video games that it's 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 kind of a designated area with some sort of objective. That's usually a little bit more dangerous uh, than the the game world at large. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll each offer them up in uh, one at a time and uh, and and talk about why it's one that we think works for us. I guess I'll just go first. I'll just get into it. My first chi- my first pick, my first selection from Final Fantasy 4. You may notice Final Fantasy 2 here in the US, the first Super Nintendo Final Fantasy. This is Into the Darkness by the great Nobuo Uematsu. One of those JRPG tunes that's so great that you really—it's—it's it's like you hate it when you're when it's interrupted by a, a, a random encounter and you have to fight. You have to go into the combat because you just want this music to keep playing because it's, it's it's so atmospheric. That was so cool. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Love all the arpeggios in there. I I feel like uh, Uematsu's songs like you can hear them in a vacuum and not know even if they were arranged differently. There's some kind of chord progression that he relies on a lot or, or some there's some feeling that these songs all have and you're like oh that's i that must be that final fantasy dude right yeah he definitely has an identifiable style it's not just you know cribbed from a classical composer he's got a, there are elements of progressive rock that are in there and and it, it you know elements of of like acid jazz he's he he blends all these things but creates a style that's distinct of his own and you know one thing i, I like about uematsu is that he will do albums that are taking existing tracks that were you know chip tunes and then remix them or rescore them rearrange them and i think that that final fantasy 4 produced I, one of the best ones of these albums ever, uh, which is Celtic Moon, which he took a Celtic ensemble and scored, uh, rearranged the. Uh, I don't know if he if he did the arrangements solely himself, um, but you know, he, uh, all the all the songs or a bunch of the compositions, the best known compositions from Final Fantasy IV were rearranged for a traditional Celtic ensemble. And here's the Celtic Moon remix of Into the Darkness. Thank you. 
Yeah, this whole album rocks. Yeah, this is really cool. I think there's a few tracks from this album on a Final Fantasy mixtape of sorts called Relaxin'. It's Potion, Relaxin' mm. with Final Fantasy. And I think they've taken a few selections off of Celtic Moon and incorporated it into that mix, which is also uh, my sleep CD. It's the CD I put on. It's a Well, I ripped it off a CD 15 years ago, and now it's just a playlist. But I, I listen to that when I need to go to sleep. Yeah, I had I I used to listen to this album. I used to listen to MB3s of this album when I was like studying in college. That was like, you know, that that, that definitely like it's it's kind of sleepy but just like kind of also, you know, it, it it I I found it like great like lyricless background music when I had a task to do. Um yeah. so that's my first selection for dungeon music. Uh Heather, how about you? All right. I'm also going to choose a uh noble Umatsu song uh, as my first pick. It's from Final Fantasy VIII when you are getting the Brothers Guardian Force from the Tomb of the Unknown King. This uh, song is, I believe, called Find Your Way. Right? Yes. I haven't, I don't have it up in front of me, but Find Your Way. Start slow. But once it hits around uh, 26 seconds in, it's really good. It's a good jam. Kick it, Apodaca. Also, this is a, um, this is a, these GFs are essentially the Minotaur. So this, uh-huh. ha- this is a maze dungeon. And so this song is kind of like, oh, I've been in here a long time and I don't know where I am. That's why I like it so much. Um, I, I put 70 hours out. into Final Fantasy VIII and I love Final Fantasy VIII, but the story is so bananas that I could not recall the specifics of when this track, like I know this track partly because I've re-listened the soundtrack so many times, but the specifics of when this comes in, I couldn't, I could not, uh, I could not uh, uh, let you know. I could not this tell you. This is an optional dungeon. You you may have missed that dungeon hmm. when you were, when you're playing the game. I wonder. Um, But yeah, that, that, that game is fucking bonkers. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It rules though. Yeah. It does. All right, Matt, you're up. Dungeon music. Okay, so I posed a question in our group thread. What? What? You know, what are we talking about? Like, what is dungeon? Because I, you know, I I've played. I've not played many RPGs, and I wouldn't say that uh, the a lot of the RPGs I have played would have what you would consider uh, classically dungeons. But I think this song counts, and this section of this game counts as a dungeon. And it's um, from Kingdom Hearts, Hollow Bastion. Nice. Wow. And I say that I think it counts because there are like four boss encounters in this one area. You have to do all of them. And it's, it's a hard part of the game. It's towards, like, it's towards the end. So there's just a lot going on there.
she she tends to use that um I don't know words for music but she tends to use that sort of like call out at the top in a lot of her pieces across yeah. a lot of different games. Hmm. Sort of, but I don't uh, know what the words would be for that call out. Is you know that 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 thing? A um, we'll call it a a sound callback. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow, that's quite a track. I yeah, think it's that's a great, a great track. track. Yeah, yeah, really great choice. I think it's ab- it absolutely fits. And hey, we we've spent some time with some Square games. But I I think we can move from Square Enix onto another big publisher, in fact, maybe the most significant one. I'm talking of course about Nintendo and a game series they've developed, The Legend of Zelda. So many great dungeon themes to pick from Zelda, but I've zeroed in on one from a great Nintendo 3DS game and a somewhat overlooked entry in the franchise, The Legend of Zelda, A Link Between Worlds. It's kind of the sequel to Link to the Past, the great Super Nintendo classic. And this is the final dungeon in Legend of Zelda, Link Between Worlds, Low Rule Castle by Ryo Nagamatsu. That 3DS sound chip could really do some work. This is coming out of a handheld. Yeah. uh, Yeah, the 3DS, great. Just so good. Quite a system. A lot of power for how small it is. Yeah. I don't know know if you guys... It's 3D. Like, we, we all forget that you could look at a screen and it would be 3D. It was yes. one of the most incredible magic tricks of any system ever. You didn't have Wouldn't, to put on goggles. No go, no you glasses you just required. You stare at a screen and it would be like, wow. The, and they released a bunch of Sega, like, remastered classics in 3D. It was incredible. And everyone was like, man, I don't like the 3D. Well, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> Entitled piece of shit. Is it, they're trying something new. Yeah. I'm, Give it a chance. I'm with, I'm with you, Nick. I, I, the biggest disappointment on that system was that Pokemon wasn't in 3D. Yeah. Yeah, they, well, they they basically, I think because there was such a, and that's the thing about Nintendo is they try a bunch of different things. A lot of it doesn't work. You know what? They're kind of like a, a, a Taco Bell, if I can make a chain restaurant comparison. Taco hmm. Bell tries out so many new menu items, and a lot of them are just like, all right, what is this? I don't need this. You know, this is for no one. But then occasionally you'll get something like a you know a quesarito or like a uh, like a Crunchwrap Supreme, uh, a, a Doritos Locos Taco, and then it'll become a menu mainstay. And I feel like that's Nintendo with trying a bunch of their different new features. 3D didn't stick around. The Wiimote didn't stick around. But you know what? A lot of other things they've tried out did. The analog stick stuck around. In fact, it became a mainstay of gaming in general. Industry standard, yeah. Industry standard. So, you know, that yeah, and, and it's, it's pretty, it's pretty amazing considering I believe 
Sega had one first. All right. So <laughs> I, think, right, I think, you know, it's the maybe. Del Taco to Nintendo's maybe Taco they Bell. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they didn't. I don't know. Just I got defensive for no reason. Yeah. Like Nintendo, <laughs> they they deserve all of their kudos. They're good. Good it's job, true. Nintendo. I don't even know if I still have my Nintendo 3DS. Did I get rid of, of that? Of course too? you don't. You you throw you as soon as something is out of your line of sight, it you put it in the garbage. <laughs> I take like, it. The it game, can still be in your hand. <laughs> I I probably exchanged that for forty dollars of store credit from GameStop. If that like three years ago, why? I don't know. I don't know why I do it. I don't like clutter. I don't like having things around. I don't need. I've found that yeah, I've done that with a few games that I'm now realizing I absolutely shouldn't have done that with because it would have been fun to bust them out. Yeah, you know, recently. Uh, if I if I ever own a house and have um, when when I own a house, there you go. That's the right and attitude. Some, and I have some big rooms. I'm gonna have a game room, and I'm gonna pull out all those old games and all those old systems, and I'm gonna dust them like once a week. Just keep them clean, and never ever open them up or play them. And then I'll be like, I wasted my life. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Heather, let's get your second dungeon theme. All right, so I'm not sure what a dungeon is, but I would imagine that it is a space inside of a role-playing or action role-playing game uh, where you have to fight monsters. So, like, as long as it's not the overworld theme or a town theme, I would argue that almost every other space in an RPG is a dungeon. I think that's forests, fair. Forests Generally are fair. dungeons, etc. So one of my favorite and very overlooked Final Fantasy games is Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. This track was composed by Kumi Tanioka, I think, Tanioka. Um, and I forget which, what it's called. What What is it called? It's called Departure. It's called Departure. And I believe it takes place in the first forest of... Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Like some, a lot of people poured their heart into this game, and nobody played it. I never played and, it, and that was in large part because, in order to play it correctly, you needed three friends who all had Game Boy Advances. Yes, and they were all plugged into the GameCube simultaneously. Yeah, and way too one complicated. Of the, one of the people couldn't fight; they carried like a big pot full of like magic or something. I don't remember. It's been like 20 years since this game came out, but they carried a pot and the other people had to protect them. So if you played on your own, I think it was nearly impossible. Wow. Uh, And if you played who, who the only reason I got to play with a friend was because I had two Game Boy Advances because I had the one that came out and then the flip one when, when it was time to upgrade to the flip one. The flip, the flip phone the style? The SP, yeah. The yeah. SP. So I had two, 
And I was like, you can play on this one and I'll play on that one and we'll protect the person with the pot unless we end up being the person with the pot. The soundtrack to that game is unstoppable. The character design is incredible. It has a real melancholic feeling the entire time. I love Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. I'm super excited about the remake. Can we play together yeah. when it comes out? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is that is that cool? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Can I I can I get in on that? Really, guys? Yeah. Yeah. I would love to I I was just about to say, like, I remember reading all about Crystal Chronicles when it came out and I couldn't play it because I didn't have a GameCube. And I was like, I would I had a subscription to Electronic Gaming Monthly and anything that about Crystal Chronicles, I would just read it because I was so excited about I excited about it and then never got to play it and just missed you it guys, entirely. You guys, if we played that game for an episode and it was literally three three of us playing it together, I I, I might have like some kind of like emotional breakdown. Wow. Uh, we won't do it I, then. Like, it's okay. Yeah. What? <laughs> wait. No. Really. Wait, what? No, it's probably best we don't. I was just kidding. We, of course we can do it. I... I've had a long and bad day. So if you guys are fucking with me, I'm going to I'm going to remember this in August and you're going to reap the rewards, boys. You're going <laughs> to reap what wow. you've sown. We'll do it and it'll be fun. And hey, cool. Dibs on the pot guy. Oh, Matt what? knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, that right. sticky icky, that hippie lettuce. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hippie lettuce. <laughs> Jesus. Classic jazz cigarette. Yeah. You guys know what oh, I mean. All right, Matt. Uh, let's, hear your, let's hear your second dungeon theme. <laughs> okay, so my, I feel like my, my second choice, There, I could have picked any of these uh, from this game. It's also from uh, an entry in the Legend of Zelda series. Uh, so I'm just going to go ahead and play it. It's the Temple of Time from Ocarina of Time. Nice. <laughs> You hear something like this, you're kind of like, okay, this is pretty serious. It's pretty serious stuff. But it's it's uh, you know you instantly recall it if you've played this game. Yeah, it sets a tone. Yeah, and that's why I picked it because it's like a it's just a tone setter. Well, what more is game music supposed to accomplish? Yeah, and it does but to it put perfectly. you in the correct mood for the environment. Yes, absolutely. Uh, hey, that brings me in. We're we're coming up against the clock here, so we'll we'll speed through our final selections. Yes. Um, and that brings me to my third. This is from a recent game. This is a game series I've talked about a couple of times on the podcast uh, that I really like. These Metroidvanias that have these amazing audio and visual uh, side to them. Uh, this is the Ori series, and this is from the first entry in the series, Ori in the Blind Forest. And this is Up the Spirit Cavern Walls by Gareth Coker.
Nick, I gotta say. Man, this is fucking great, Nick. This is so good, but I've noticed something about you in these music episodes, and yes. I noticed about you in your real life. You're a woodwind boy. Oh, yeah. Gotta have some woodwind in there. You hear the oboe solo in here? It's just such a great tone on that oboe, and hey, that's not easy to do. No, you would know. What? A lot of times an oboe will just sound, uh, you know, squawky and unpleasant. More like, oh, no. (laughs) A conductor will often say that. Look at his little stick. You guys are fucked. (laughs) (laughs) You're both fucked. (laughs) All right, Heather, let's hear your third dungeon theme. Yeah, okay, so this is from a recent game. Also, it's from a Nintendo Switch game called Octopath Traveler. This is composed by Yasunori Nishiki, and it is... Oh, God, I don't even remember what it's called. Matt, what's it called? It is called Dark Dark Caverns. I don't particularly like this song. Okay. But you hear it so much during Octopath Traveler that hearing it now just gives me a sense of nostalgia for playing the game. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's really like, it's not a driving score, and it's not particularly mysterious. Like, it sounds, it sounds like an ice cream truck, like, driving slowly into the ocean. (laughs) Like, it's just, like, real, like... It feels like the sound of a room as opposed to a song that you hear in a room. Yeah. This what? is great, though. Yeah, it's good. Wait, if it's not your favorite, why'd you pick it? What? <laughs> what do you think we were doing? <laughs> Songs. Why? <laughs> 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 That's why I asked at the beginning, what's music? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> what uh, a what lot are of... you guys doing? These are your favorites of all time? These are ones I like. I don't know. I was trying to pick a variety <laughs> of things I like from different generations. Okay. I pick one I, I didn't have strong feelings about or so actively disliked. So I've made disliked. some mistakes then. I've, I've made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the prompt wasn't pick your favorite songs of in the history of songs. It was songs. just dungeon it's true. music. Yeah. It was just... Let's hear dungeon music. And and also, this isn't now that's what I call my favorite music. It's now that's what I call music. And I think we can all argue that what we just heard was music. I can't disagree. I fulfilled the prompt. (laughs) Instructions on these episodes need to be clearer for me. (laughs) What do you got? All right. This is my last one. And, you know, it it wouldn't be. I feel like I've probably pulled. Uh, a song from one of these games, every music one that we've done. And this is from Pokemon Red and Blue. It's the music from Victory Road. music in the the cave that precedes uh, the where the Elite Four uh, battle takes place. So you have to go through sort of this maze cave to, um, you know, sort of prove your worth as a 
uh, Pokemon League contender, and there's tough Pokemon throughout, obviously, and then there are um, tough opponents to to fight as well along the along your way through Victory Road. And once you're on your way out, you're headed straight to the Pokemon League, baby. It's just a it's a classic. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah, that's pretty great. Get you all it's, pumped up. It's interesting that like you know things like the 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 Game Boy chipset. I used to I when I would listen. I used to just be, feel like it's like oh, I don't like this. I wish it sounded better. And then you know when like as a kid, I always just thought like like oh this this uh, these these things sound so artificial. They just sound like beeps and boops. I I there were songs that I liked, but I didn't like the audio fidelity. But then like with some with decades removed from it, you're like, oh, wait, I like how this sounds. This right. sounds yeah. great. Yeah. It's very pleasing. When one of my favorite bands, YMCK, samples the Game Boy, it's hype as fuck. Hell yeah. Is that all the time we've at, we have? That's it all sure the time. Is, Heather. That's all the time we have here at uh, How Did This Get Played? Uh, DLC, premium DLC. Now that's what I call video game music. Dungeons! Exclamation point. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GetPlayedPod or send us an email GetPlayedPod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 616-2PLAYED. That's because it's not just one played. It's two played. 616-2PLAYED. That's 616-275-2933. And we might answer your questions on the Stitcher Premium. You have... I don't even... You guys know how it works. <laughs> and I, hey, I want to I want to sign off with this. We may not have answered the question what music was today, but we have heard some music. And that's true. Well said. <laughs> Am I the problem with the show? <laughs> no. No, you're great. Okay, great. <laughs> 